Welcome to Thriller Bitcoin. Welcome to Thriller Bitcoin. Are we live? Yeah, that's how we do it. Okay, oh, shit. Ninja uh, launch this stuff. So, dude, I mean, today I just sent um, a $1 million uh, wire transfer. Uh, really? We had, a, we had a really big donor um, come and uh, give to OpenSats. And so, what? Yeah, our, uh, you know, our MO is to not hold dollars, get, get that out of our hands as fast as possible. And so... Uh, Unfortunately, the price—I mean, price is still, I think, relatively low—but it ran up from sixteen to eighteen. I, I swear to God, every time I touch, every time I do a trade from dollars to Bitcoin or Bitcoin to dollars, it's always the wrong one. Like we—I I can never tie. time it. Yeah, the that would be the worst thing that ever happened to like a quant firm if I ever touched them. I, I don't know if I have bad karma or what, but. Yeah, we're, uh, we're getting that over to uh, shout out to River for helping us out, waving fees and stuff for open sets. And um, yeah, we'll be smashed by in like a, a million bucks today. So what? Dude, wanna, that's, yeah, that's, you, wait, you want to front run us. This then, is uh, insane. Get your money in now. <laughs> this is insane, dude. Okay. Let, let's, let's break this down. Yeah. How, how does, can, can you tell us like, how does something like that happen? Do people just reach out via the open sets website? And for people that don't know, what is open sets? Okay. So open sets, uh, was a was a is a 501c3 nonprofit it's been like given the stamp of approval by the IRS as a good charitable company um, you can donate to opensats uh, pick from a variety of uh, projects that apply to be listed um, so we've got the Tor Foundation we've got BTC pay server Zeus wallet we've got about 20 projects now graphene OS um, some really good ones. Uh, as well as like a few core maintainers. And we essentially just act as a platform that lets donors connect to either, you know, projects or people working on um, on Bitcoin and free and open source software. So it's it's really just a charity that's focused on supporting contributors to free and open source software. There's a big free rider problem where, you know, everyone benefits and not that many people give. Uh, although we have seen that pick up lately. And um, the one difference is, yeah, you could always donate straight to, you know, Evan Kaloudis and Zeus. Um, but if you if you send it through OpenSats, um, which, uh, you know, we, we do have quite a few listed, then you actually get the federal tax write off. So wow. oftentimes, and I think that's what happened this year is like at the end of every year, people are like, you know, they don't want to pay their, their income, <laughs> their federal taxes. And they're like, well, you know, I want to give back to Bitcoin. If I, you know, if I send money directly to BTC pay server, that's, that's great and everything, but can't really write that off or you have to kind of like uh, jump through some hoops and justify it for the IRS. But because we're a 501c3, um, yeah, you give to us and there's really like no questions asked. Everything is, is wow. good to go. So Dude, that's amazing. And then, so the, the news today, like somebody actually came in and yeah, this, it, I, I don't want to, I don't want to say too much. I don't want to like, spoil the, uh, the thunder. So I won't, um, it was, uh, 
it was a very large donation from a, a well-known person. And we'll, we'll announce that very, wow. very soon. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, it, it's been nice to see when I first started it a couple years ago, you know, I reached out to Matt O'Dell and, and our board, which is great. We've got a new board member coming on as well. Um, and I wasn't quite sure like if, if the tax deduction would, would make a difference or if people, you know, would just give back directly and say like, screw it. I don't, I don't want to, I don't care about the 501c3 status, but, um, since we've, you know, kind of gone live and launched, we've had, we've had two donations over a million dollars. And I believe, uh, two donations over yeah, a million. Uh, yeah. And Whoa. I think like our focus is, is actually on like kind of the, the long tail pleb style, like, you know, I'll give five, five bucks or 5,000 sats when I can, but seeing those like big donations come in, um, presumably because someone got a tax write off, uh, has been nice. Uh, you know, I, I didn't know if we were putting in all the work to get 501c3 certified for no reason, but I think like, uh, I think it was justified now, which is, which is pretty cool. That's to see. huge, man. Yeah. And also we have the, uh, like, I think no fountain. I know a lot of people donate via fountain. Yeah. We so, give, we give like 21% sats. So we've seen a lot yeah. of people streaming to open sats is uh, a note. I know I did a Kevin Rook pod the other day and, and kind of streamed our sats there. I think we're going to look into actually, um, setting up lightning addresses for each of our projects. Oh, so you can actually, wow. right, right now you just stream to, you know, generically to open sets and that would go to like a, the general fund where we kind of give grants out from. Um, but, you know, let's say you really wanted to give to Graphene OS. So you really wanted to give to the Tor Foundation. What we could probably do is set up, you know, Tor at opensats.org and uh, you could stream sats directly to them. It still would flow through open sats, but you know, we, we were starting to kind of get on the grind and do our payouts uh, at the end of every month. And so, you know, those, those will pass through. And the one thing with those like kind of streaming sats is I think most people probably do it anonymously. So you, you can't really get the tax write off. Um, but again, if you wanted to just come straight to uh, straight to the open sats website, you can always, you know, just, you do have to enter your name if you want a tax deduction, but you can also do it anonymously, which is nice. Um, and, and we have seen a ton of anonymous donations. We've got, it, it's crazy. You can actually go on the site and check out how much each project is raised, but uh, yeah, it's wild. It's um, wild, man. I, I never thought I would start a charity. The, the one, the yeah. one thing that the reason I really did it is because I was at the time I was at, at Visa uh, on their crypto team. And they were kind of, forcing me to research CVDCs and, you know, shit coins like Solana and all this stuff. And I was like, you know, I just want to do Bitcoin stuff. And so I started this up. Um, and then secondarily, I was a little frustrated with the fact that, uh, you know, all there are some really good Bitcoin charities um, or Bitcoin focused charities like HRF has a Bitcoin fund. Brink has a kind of like a education slash like developer focused fund. Um, and you can get tax write offs by by donating to them but it's a little bit of a black box. You don't know who or how they're going to allocate to, but credit where credit's due. Gladstein in particular has done a fantastic job picking and choosing like high impact projects. Right. Yeah. Um, but there's two things. It's like, one is like, maybe I just really want to give to Zeus because I use Zeus and I want Zeus to have the money. Right. Um, but I still want a tax write-off. So like with OpenSats, we we like kind of vet all of the projects and make sure they're doing what they're saying. And then we list those specific projects. So if you if you know who you want to give to, you can give directly to them, which is really, really nice. Um, and it's something that I don't think anyone else offers. But the big thing is uh, we're 100% pass-through. So almost, I don't know, maybe there are some charities, but almost every, every charity I've seen has- Skims off the top a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. you don't want to call it skimming. Like they, they really, there are operational costs. Like OpenSats yeah. has been lucky enough to be, uh, have a few operational funders. We, we're, we're broke as hell, but uh, um, you know, we have to pay legal fees. We have to pay end of year accounting fees. We, I mean, shit, we got to pay uh, QuickBooks fees, like uh, email, right. you know, email provider fees. And, and that stuff does add up, particularly legal and accounting. And then if we want to continue to improve our website, we either need to kind of like contract out, you know, front and back end developers or, um, or hope that, you know, someone just, you know, donates their time and, and gives to us, which right. we've, we've actually had some, but uh, you know, the, the thing that really upset me was, I think like on the low side, people take maybe 5%. So of that million dollar donation we just got, typically like the best kind of overhead level charity would take $50,000 and they would just, that would be their not their operational funding. But most, you know, most charities is I think like 10%. Um, wow. I know that, you know, if it's, if it's more of like a 
if it's part of like university, sometimes you've, I've heard that those get up to like 30 to 40% overhead. <laughs> so, you know, like you, you, you want to donate a million dollars to project X and it ends up, you know, only 600 K goes there. That's an issue. So yeah. open sats is entirely 100% pass through everything you give goes fully through to the project. And that means we kind of have to do a little bit of private fundraising, uh, for our operational side of things, but we're super lean. Um, our entire board works for free. We've got, we've got, um, Harper who's been helping us on the, on the management side, who's been donating a lot of his time. Um, so hopefully once we get, you know, get this down and start getting some payouts flowing through, um, some people see the, uh, the value in a, a fully like kind of transparent charity and, and maybe they'll, they'll give back a little bit to keep us running, but, uh, I'm so proud of you, man. Just like you pushing that forward and you and like just people that are listening, like I've known Ben for almost two, almost going a year and a half, almost two years at this point. You're a very ethical man. So I Thank feel, you. I feel like, I feel like everybody that you picked on that board is very ethical, at least yeah. as far as I know them. Right. Um, I, I'm really excited. We've got, uh, we've, we've been kind of quiet for the last quarter because we've, we're, we're moving over from a, uh, we, so we started as just like a North Carolina charity nonprofit. And that was cause that was where I was like living at the time. And that's where the legal firm that helped set it up was, but uh, it's, it's kind of irrelevant. Like until you get that federal status, that 501 C three status, it, you know, the state level doesn't matter much, but we have a board member. Uh, we actually have a couple board members who are very privacy focused, including one, one that we're about to announce who's newly joining. And they didn't want to put, you know, their name, their like real name on, uh, you know, sense. all the charitable docs. And so we had to do a bunch of, and this is where the operational costs come in. We had to do a bunch of research into where uh, a charitable organization can be incorporated and have like a, a non-human entity. So that this board member wants to, wants to us to appoint like the LLC, an LLC, a, a private Wyoming LLC as the board member. And then he, he would essentially act as like a voting proxy, but it would keep all of, you know, his names off of the things. And I don't even know their name actually. Um, but to do that, North Carolina doesn't allow it under their nonprofit law. So we actually wow. have to switch over to Texas, which we found does allow for corporations to be on a, a nonprofit board. Um, so we're doing that right now and we'll announce that new board members soon. We'll announce a bunch of new projects. We, we, we just voted on about 10 new projects, including like Tor and Graphene and a few others to be listed, nice. uh, Seed Signer, another good one. Um, and then we'll announce, uh, we'll announce this big, uh, this big grant pretty soon, which is exciting. Dude, that's epic, man. I, I, I'm just like amazed of how you're able, you do this time and time again. Like this is not, for anybody that doesn't know Ben, like you're, you're one of those guys behind the scenes that brings people together, man. Like you, you do that just naturally. It's just your natural God-given gift. Like, but th that's the thing. Let me just wax poetic for about you for a second. <laughs> that's the thing that most people don't know about price is like, you do that, man. And then everybody wants to rally behind you and help you, you know, fulfill this mission. And like, I know you have a great heart and your heart's in the right place for all the stuff that you do. So it's just really cool to see it kind of really come to life, right? This, this, this mission of, uh, delivering man, sats to open source me, developers. You made me cry, bro. Um, yeah, I appreciate it. I, I think like, uh, one of the reasons I, I don't know, I found Bitcoin after I, I like kind of lost faith in the world and didn't know what to work on that could actually help other people. Cause you know, you see a lot of people out here with a profit motive and there's this magic tool that dropped into our lap to like actually help the whole world and actually like level the playing field. And, uh, it, I can't imagine living, living like my life or, you know, not working to further that. And so I, uh, this is a part of it. Uh, TBC is a part of it. Um, the Bitcoin company, but, uh, yeah, I think <laughs> it, it's a bit to a detriment. We, you know, the hundred percent pass through has been tough. Like we give, you know, <laughs> maximum rewards and things back for our for-profit company. But like, um, I appreciate, I appreciate the words, man. I, I don't know so much that I'm like a, a leader that people necessarily rally behind, but I think I have a couple good ideas that people like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and on that note of, uh, I, I've got something for you here. What? Nah, what do you got? Is that, is that a present? It is a present. Why'd you give me a present, dude? I don't need a, I don't need anything. I got everything here. I got uh I was I was Should I open it now? Yeah, man. Yeah, let's see. Drinking uh coffee before this and the lady was giving me crap for holding like a Christmas gift. Really? But uh, here, let me see. I'm opening up this box. It's it's very well wrapped uh gift from Ben. Uh, I'll take a 
I'll take a pick. You can, if, if this you is can like a Ted Lasso it. thing, I'm going to be really, really perplexed because I'm like, everybody's giving me Ted Lasso stuff this, this Christmas. Let's see. Oh, wow. Shoes. What? Not shoes. Wait, what are these? The beans? Oh, wow. These are nice. Slippers. Very, very soft wow, slippers. Dude, these are nice. So for people who can't, they can't go. see this, it's a... Um, it's a really nice mo- moccasin-like, uh, moccasin-like. Uh, ooh, look at this! This is nice. It's like it's like felt. Dude, it's lamb, man. It's lamb. It's is that wool. what that is? It's real wool. It says. Oh, look at these! Oh, the inside. <laughs> so the inside feels like, ooh, it's just like feather, feathery. There you go. Gosh, dude, thank you. I'm gonna give you a hug after after yeah, the pod. Lounging around, you can put those. Wow, on. these are nice. I'm gonna just wear these here. Start yeah, worrying got, about the lab. You got big feet too, man. Yeah. I bought, a, I bought a, a few people some slippers this year for Christmas. Very popular gift, surprisingly. Awesome. But uh, yeah, you're you're on the larger side. I got you. I, you. I got a bigger foot than you, though. Oh, obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> who's counting? Uh, who's counting? Um, dude, thank you for the shoes. You're welcome. Man. Um, how was your holidays, man? Because I, I feel like I saw you, what was it, like Thanksgiving? Cause we had our Thanksgiving thing here. And then after that, I didn't see you until New Year's, New yeah, Year's Eve. So how, how was it? I know there's a couple life changes. We don't have to talk about that if you don't want to, but like, how was, uh, how was your holidays? We've been, yeah, we've been on the grind. Um, I've been, I've been doing a lot of travel, like, I guess about two to three years prior to this, I've been living out of one little yellow duffel bag that everyone probably knows. And I've been bouncing around Europe and South America, but uh, the last few months, basically the last quarter, I've just been spending in Austin uh, with the the Bitcoin company team and all the good Bitcoiners down here and, and just trying to get work done. Um, but yeah, the holidays, it was interesting for me. I uh, it, was a, it was a bit of a tough year, like a lot of work, but I, I lost uh, lost my grandma who we always spent Christmas with. I'm not like very, not religious at all, but like, you know, it's family time is what I consider the holidays. And so we were always kind of like rallied around her. And so she, she passed and we didn't, we didn't have anyone to kind of like congregate around. And then one of my sisters had a baby. And so like my family just didn't get together for the first time. And wow. I don't know, I'm not going to dox my age, but a long time. Um, so I, yeah, I, I kept it home in Austin, which uh, I thought would be nice and warm, but it was freezing, man. Yeah. It was cold as hell over winter, but uh, we're getting good weather now. But um, they were, it was good. Uh, heads down grinding, man. It, I always, uh, I always feel good after a, a good work day. So um, this was the first time I've had Christmas in Texas or really outside of, uh, outside of Virginia, I think. Um, so it was, it was different, but, uh, it was good. Yeah, that's good, man. I'm glad to see you. I'm just, I did a lot of slipper shopping online. Yeah, <laughs> I could tell. <laughs> I actually, one of the big things is, is, uh, I organized the house. Like, um, Oh really? We've been, I, I live with Ben Carman, um, my co-founder and we, we live like true, you know, Degens, uh, we like. I finally got all my stuff shipped from where I was living three years ago, and got my bed set up, got the TV hooked up, wow. got like the living room organized, as opposed to having a bunch of boxes everywhere. So that's been nice. Like going home to an actual home was cool, and I spent I spent maybe a couple of days like doing that over Christmas, which was kind of a to me from me love me present. But no, nah, did you need to spend time with <laughs> with the with your friends, your significant other, you know, all these people that that mean a lot to you, right? Like. Especially if you're not near family. Yeah, but this is Austin is family, man. Like the Bitcoiners yeah. here, it's that's uh, you know I could take or leave Austin to be honest, but the people here is is I think why everyone's here. So that's it's been yeah. good. What is it like? Um, what is it like um, traveling and, and like seeing? Like, did you see anything in your in your travels these past couple of years? Did I see anything? <laughs> like what, man? <laughs> I don't know. Just like like stuff that you like. You see, like uh, you know, I guess you went to. Um, you went overseas. Like, did you see anything where you're like, man, I should incorporate that in my life or I should be doing that. Like, what have, what have you learned in these past couple of years of traveling? Well, just got like a more global sense of the world. Um, did a lot of traveling when I was younger uh, with the family, but never like kind of as a grown adult who could, you know, grab a beer at the bar and, um, you know, live on their own. But yeah, it all started, you know, I, I moved out of San Francisco when I left visa and decided to, to kind of go full-time Bitcoin and uh, moved in with a friend down in Guadalajara. So Mexico is where it all started. And that's where Carmen came to visit. And we started off our, um, the Bitcoin company. And then 
spent some time in Jamaica with Dread right after that. Nice. Went to Miami and I forget why we were in Miami. It was maybe a conference or something. And then a couple people were like on their way to Florianopolis, Brazil. So went down to Brazil with uh, John Cheneau and a few other good Bitcoiners. Um, and then just like, I always told myself I would travel and, you know, finally realized like we could do it. Um, so I just kept it up. And so after that, we, I think we went to Columbia with a bunch of the team and met Atlas Hoddle down there. That was nice. Um, Stefan Lavera and uh, a bunch of good Bitcoiners were down there. And then kind of the last the last year or so was was bouncing all around Europe. So spent a lot of time in uh, Croatia. Was able to see the Craig Wright versus Hodlnot case in. Um, oh wow, you were there. You were there over there with Mills and what? Yeah, covering that? I flew in. So OpenSats was a was a. Uh, we, we started a legal defense fund that protects, you know, uh, anyone contributing in the Bitcoin space against kind of lawsuits that, you know, uh, prevent free speech and things. And so um, I was already in Europe and uh, I, you know, it was, it was cringe, but like, I couldn't really miss the opportunity to see Craig Wright lie on stand. And so flew in yeah. just one day for that court case and got to see him just, you know, Heard lie himself. out of his ass. Uh, wow. And that was, that was really interesting because he just went off the deep end, but um, was able to do that. Also Freedom Forum, again, kind of bounced back to Croatia. Uh, I was able to go to the, the Baltic Honey Badger Conference, which I, I heard that was highly, epic. highly recommend to anyone. Um, Carmen and I have been joking that like, you know, no more conferences, but um, I think that Baltic is probably up there with TabConf and, um, and probably Bitblock Boom. Although I think like, some of these might be pulling away from others now, but yeah, I don't, I don't even know if we're going to go to Bitcoin Miami this year. It's really? like a little, dude, it's, it's so much like, and it's, it's not even Bitcoiny anymore in my oh, opinion. It's like, that's, that's hard to hear. Yeah, I mean, it's everybody, true, but the dude, everybody's going to get FOMO. It happens every time. Yeah. Everybody does this. This is what happened last year. It was like, Oh, we're not going to Miami. And then come like March, yeah, April. Oh, we're going to go. And then everybody just goes I like last 40% minute. Off coupon. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what happens every time. Maybe, maybe if they send me a, if they send me a speaker ticket or something, I'll, I'll, I'll find my way to Miami. Come on, but CK, let's make it happen. It's tough, man. <laughs> that thing's 50,000 strong. Like, I, I have a fear of crowds. Like, I don't, I don't want to do that. I do miss the, uh, the outdoor rips of uh, RHR, but again, I think they booked it in like the hottest time of the year in Miami, man. I'm, I'm a big, nasty, sweaty mess when, in, when I'm in Miami in the middle of March or whatever it is, or April. Yeah, or I think the best times were had like prior to the conference, like a few days before. And then if you stayed for like an open source day and all, like I had the best time before the conference started. I like that, that makes sense. open source day after Baltic Honey Badger was great. There was like BTC pay server day. And so um, that was fantastic. The year, the first two years ago, um, there was like a big, you know, wedding on the beach with a couple, a couple of big corners. That was fantastic. <laughs> happened again last year, but like the first one was hard to beat. It was very spontaneous. And then I think I, I met Gigi for the first time in Miami really? that year. And that was, uh, that was pretty cool. Um yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely pros. Like everyone, all the Bitcoiners are there, but all the shitcoiners are there too. And that's the downside, which is why like Baltic, Honey Badger, BTC++, like- um, All the know, real ones, yeah. The, the real, the real like, especially yeah. the more technical conferences um, are, they're hard to beat. Yeah. Because there's no, there's no noise. It's all signal. Yeah. Conf, I forgot that. It's, I think it's just off. a different crowd. I think that's- yeah, I think it's just a different crowd. Kind of crowd. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the developer. I like hanging out with you guys. I mean, developers we'll see, are just way to, smarter and they're just far more interesting. I find. We'll, we'll. Uh, I think we're a couple of us are going to um, Nashville for Open Source Week in the beginning of February. Oh, so really? Shout oh, out to wow. them. If what is that? What is that happening? The first week? Uh, I think it's like. Uh, oh, I don't nice. want to. I don't want to quote it wrong, but it's yeah. I think maybe the first week I of February. There's like a mining thing right now, but I'm, I'm so sick of mining. I don't want to talk about mining ever again. Um, yeah. Dude, I'm totally down to go <laughs> but, for that. Uh, yeah. I think, yeah, there's a few, a few Austinites heading over there. So dude, count me in. All right. You're just going to take a drive. Here We're just going to go a 12 hour drive. <laughs> no, I hope not. Jeez. <laughs> hey man, there's some, there's some spooky towns on the way there where we could stop by. He's like Nashville, honestly. Dude, if I was, if I wasn't in Austin, I'd be in Nashville. Personally. We're trying to we're trying to convince a couple of our friends not to move to Nashville. So you know, uh, Odell and and P need to stop recruiting people out there. Dude, they're doing a great job, man. Yeah. They're doing a great job. I think I think it makes sense. Like just like those two cities, because there's like what is like a two hour plane plane trip 
It makes sense. You could live in either one and go every other week or That's whatever. That's true. Yeah. When I was traveling, uh, I mean, the reason I ended up in Austin is because when I was backpacking, like I would, I would fly in from all over the country. I, mean, I flew in from Brazil one time for Austin Bit Devs. Um, and so I was like booking hotel rooms here and it was basically the cost of you know, hotels are crazy in Austin. And so I was like paying all this money. I was like, I might as well just get a place in Austin. So, uh, and ended up, I ended up doing it. And now I guess we're here. Yeah. We'll see. How's uh let's switch gears. How, how's a Bitcoin company going? I've, I've been using it. You know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Bitcoin company it. app. You, Dude, you I, bought a bunch of people gift cards for Christmas and didn't buy them on TV. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, I was hoping you guys switch them for, for RoboSats. Well, in, in your defense, we didn't have physical cards ready for shipment yeah. yet. So, but I was going to say though, I, I've been using um, the Bitcoin company app. I keep seeing these like little improvements and it's not, it's not a lot, but I feel like you guys are finally getting to the point where it's like, I'll use it one day and then I will use it for like another week or something. But I noticed there's like little small improvements. Maybe it's just me figuring out the app better or something. But um, there's something to be said about just like quietly building and making these like these small little changes that no one really notices, but they, they just like over time, it's just like a mound of really good um, improvements. Uh, yeah. So for context, the Bitcoin company is uh, a company that Ben Carmen and I started. We've got a couple other, uh, it's a pretty small team, but uh, we let you live on your Bitcoin. Um, so you can, you can download our app and buy gift cards, whether it's Uber, Airbnb, Hotels.com, Amazon, um, or even uh, Visa cards, which can be used like internationally. And um, you can buy them with Bitcoin pay with on-chain or lightning and we give you Bitcoin rewards on everything. Um, and yeah, we have been, we, we've kind of gotten to a, a pretty steady state. Like we've been building a lot of the foundational infrastructure and now it's like, we've kind of taken a breath and we can slow down. We, we've added a lot more brands internationally. And I think like we literally added Amazon last week. We've got a couple big new features coming out, but yeah, we have been, we have been iterating. So we, you know, we had some people who don't want to spend their Bitcoin, but still want to earn Bitcoin rewards. So we just added uh, credit cards and Apple Pay and Google Pay. And that's been kind of a nightmare learning a lot about fraud. Oh, is it really? Yeah, it's like learning about all the, all, you know, you hear about fraud, but until you actually experience it, like it's- Just on the Apple Pay side or like, is it Apple just- Apple Pay has a ton of fraud. Yeah. Really? Um, can but you, just can you talk about it a general, little bit? I mean, the high level is like credit cards are a broken system. Um, and at any point within like 60 to 90 days of a, a user- charging their card, uh, they can, they can claw back those funds by calling their bank and saying it wasn't me. Um, and that, that would be, you know, the case of like friendly fraud when someone actually uses their card and then, um, you know, gets their money back. But what we've seen is a lot of, uh, just like general, you know, fraud, like real fraud, which is like people have stolen other people's credit card credentials, probably bought, you know, um, bought credentials online. And we're, we're a big target because we are, uh, a gift card company. And so we offer, we offer digital goods. It's not, you know, we're not selling t-shirts where we can just like stop shipment. If someone, you know, someone doesn't, you know, pay us with their credit card, but because we, you know, we offer these uh, digital goods, which can be spent right away. Um, we are, we are a target. So what we've really been learning is, you know, how to, um, how to kind of identify these people, the trends around, wow. you know, what is a real transaction? What's a fake transaction? But it's, it's, it's not fun, man. Wow. It's so much better when someone just pays with Bitcoin, the, the funds are there, it, you get better rewards. Like I urge you to, I urge you to, you know, to I didn't even know this was a thing, Bitcoin, but we, we so are trying wait, to kind of grow a little bit and so you know, my mom wants to use her Amex or something. So hypothetically, let's just say, let's just try to be this like fraudulent person for a second. Let's so not I'm, give them too many ideas. No, no. I'm just curious. I'm curious like to understand this. Cause just from like my, me being just like a normal user, right? Like, yeah. cause this is stuff I didn't even realize you guys were dealing with, dealing with. I just like, oh, cool. There's Apple pay now. Yeah. Oh, cool. I can, you know, pay with like a, a debit card or whatever. Like yeah. that's cool. Uh, but you're saying people are grabbing these inserting them into their Apple pay and so then they'll try to do it that way. We, we, so we turned on credit card, just general purchases where you could like manually enter your card first. And that, that was, you know, we did see some fraud there, but we recently turned on Apple pay and Google pay. And all this is this is actually all foundational to our next few products, which are like, you know, a Bitcoin exchange and banking services where we do need to speak fiat. And so we're, we're learning a lot of the, you know, the difficult stuff now as a loyalty company before we move towards like kind of a more banking fintech. But yeah, there's a, there's a lot of fraud on, 
Apple and Google Pay too, where presumably like someone is doing like an iPhone account takeover. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure how it would work because I believe you need someone's device. Um, there's like a, there's like a device uh, portion to, so when Apple Pay like tokenizes credentials based on the card number and device ID. Um, but we have seen, yeah, quite a bit of fraud come through right away, but you know, it's, it's a learning process. Um, most Bitcoin companies are Bitcoin only, but I think if, you know, our thesis is we kind of want to blend the world of banking and Bitcoin and make the transition towards a Bitcoin standard easier. And to do that, you do need, uh, you, you, you can't just stick your head in the sand. You actually have to touch these fiat rails, whether it's ACH or wires or, um, you know, uh, in, in Europe at SIPA and um, credit cards are a big piece. Like one of the easiest way to onboard someone theoretically would be, you know, buy Bitcoin with your, with your visa card. Um, and if you, if you aren't ready for the the fraud that will come through with that, then uh, you're going to get, you're going to get hit hard. So we're, we're learning our lessons now and early and um, you know, building out our, our backend to, to handle for these things. And um, hopefully when we launch our, our like Bitcoin buying and some of our other features that I can, tease here in a bit, then uh, we'll be ready. Okay. So, so I, I understand all that. I, I think my, my biggest question now is, so we have some of these other bigger companies like uh, that have been around for a while that are kind of in the same area as the Bitcoin company, but maybe a little further down the line. Um, do y'all all kind of talk about this behind the scenes? Like do y'all share information as far as like how to get, how to get around that, how to like, how to, how to first, like, you know, like, Club Lab, right? For example, like we're talking to the people like Bitcoin Park or the Commons and like yeah. sharing information about how to grow community, stuff yeah. like that. Do you guys do that too as well? Uh, I certainly do. Um, I would say some are better than others. I, as like a, a new founder, I did reach out to a lot of other founders and some people have been so, so helpful and others are kind of, you know, um, a little more like, hey, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're coming in to take a piece of my pie. Like I'm not going to, I'm not going to put it on a platter for you. Um, but for the most part, Bitcoin founders, I think, especially the Bitcoin only companies, we all know we're in this together. So um, yeah, yeah, they, they have been really helpful. Shout out to a couple people, Will Reeves, like he's really, he's really helped me along the way. Um, yeah, it, it is, there, there is a lot of knowledge sharing going on. Um, but a lot of it is, is like, there's no, uh, you know, there's, there's no, not excuse, but, um, alternative to just like jumping in and, and figuring it out. Really? Like, you know, someone can tell you about fraud all day, but you're going to get hit with it still. Like, and it's an ongoing problem. Um, so wow. yeah, I do, I do think there is, there's a lot of knowledge sharing going on. Um, and we're all kind of like taking a bite out of the same, the same pie. The, the good news is the pie is huge. The pie is going to continue to grow as more and more people adopt Bitcoin, which is why I think people are so receptive and friendly. And, um, you know, there's also the, the investor side of things where the investors are often a lot of the, you know, the connectors and the knowledge shares in the space, but founder to founder kind of communication does happen behind the scenes. That's and, good. And that's it, good it to hear. Good to see. Yeah, that's good to hear. I, th I think there's just, there's, like you said, there's so much room out there as far as like the market for this. Cause I think on the fiat side, there's not really a, is there a place that you go for gift cards? No, right? Like, yeah, there's the tons of gift card companies in the fiat space. Um, I don't know of one. <laughs> bro, just Google it. There's like, it, it's it's funny because it, the, their gift card providers are are very concentrated at the top. But if you go and like Google like a gift card kind of company, they each one whether it's you know Blackhawk or all these companies, like they have like it seems like twenty or thirty subsidiaries that are just white labeled gift card companies under a different uh -huh. name. But if you go, you know, scroll to the bottom of the website, it's like powered by Blackhawk or powered by whatever. Yeah. And they just like uh, do a lot of B2B sales, a lot of B2C sales. So I think, um, yeah, they're out there. They exist. Um, and there's a couple that, you know, there's a, there's there's more and more, uh, you know, Bitcoin uh, and unfortunately some crypto companies that are, you know, in the space as well. But it is a, it is a good little stopgap solution for people who are kind of on the Bitcoin standard um, to, to live on their Bitcoin. And then if you if you don't necessarily want to make a Bitcoin purchase, but you want to kind of foray into the space, then um, there is like economic incentive. There's there, there are margins there. So, you know, every time you buy a gift card on the Bitcoin company app, we can give you, you know, 5% back in Bitcoin with your, if you buy Uber through us, uh, as opposed to um, if you go straight to Uber, you know, you're just 
paying what you pay. At least now you get a little bit of a bonus. You get a little bit of a discount and times are tough right now. So we started, <laughs> we started to see a lot of people yeah. like savings, savings matters to a lot of people. For sure. And uh, especially when like the other day we went to, I mean, there's no secret. Like I, I love the Texas Roadhouse. Yeah. One of these days I'm going to buy a Texas Roadhouse. We've got a little here set up and I always see the Texas Roadhouse come through. And I'd like a bet you cars having a good night. <laughs> so like, like every week, dude, we've been going over there getting some club steak and like, you know, just a bunch of groupers from the lab and we'll go over there. But uh, dude, always bust out that Bitcoin company app. Boom. Do and then scan, that, do like, they scan the dude, uh, code or do you perfect. have to manually enter it? No. So like, I literally will just like, we go there, dude, it's for, for the clubs that are out there listening. If you want a really inexpensive meal, like on like and still get full there's bread you know let's where is texas roadhouse there's one down here like yeah. south austin okay. it, willie nelson owns it um that's that's <laughs> those are facts that's a fun fact uh so we'll go you know you can get a steak right just tell them to cook it on the grill so you get no seed oil stuff like that but what's what's interesting is I'll like take, i'm a big i'm a big seed oil fan. hey no judgment here. <laughs> judgment free zone. Uh, so we'll go. And then, dude, I'll spend like 15 bucks. Like the other day, me and Toshie, we had like $30 and just went to the Bitcoin company app. Bitcoin okay. was going up. Boom. Buy it. And then and then what's cool is the server will like, we'll see or we'll see you like do it. She's like, well, what is that? And I'm like, oh, this is the Bitcoin company app. Like, oh, you can do that? And I was like, yeah. And then you, you, just you, scan, tip, you scan it. Do you and then tip with the gift card as you well? You can tip as well too. Okay. So the other day we had, I, I got, I kind of over, it was like 40. So I just tipped to the rest of the 10. Nice. Right from the gift card. Very nice. Yeah. Well, I appreciate the, uh, the loyal users like you. Um, Dude, I gotta, we I do, do it all the time. User. We yeah, do I'll it come. every week. Every, you got to come with us yeah, one time because you'll be, testing. you'll be really surprised how like simple and easy that process is for just people that are like, we were going to go there anyway, but like, you know, we get tips through Thriller Bitcoin or we get, we get tips through like what, Fountain Bitcoin, or whatever. what percentage back do you get at Roadhouse? Uh, I think I had like on that $40, $42 purchase, it was like 10,000 sats. It's not bad. Yeah, I don't dude. Know what percentage of this. Dude, I was, uh, I was looking What's at that? my rewards wallet last night and I, I strongly urge everyone to withdraw their, their rewards from any rewards platform or exchange, but it is a company that I run, so I know I'm not going to rug myself. And yeah. I, I just like kind of keep my rewards on there for testing purposes. And uh, dude, I made, yeah, in the last 10 months, I've made 4.6 million sats. I believe Which it. is like 800 bucks just through our app. And we're we're rolling out a few new ways to earn pretty soon too, which I'm excited about. So uh, These days, you know what I've been doing? So I'll, I'll let it like stack up for like a couple weeks, three weeks, and then I'll just use them now. Before I would just like withdraw. Well, but I've, got, I, I've got some news for you. Is our next release? We're doing uh, auto withdrawals, so you'll okay. be able to enter a lightning. At, so you can withdraw on chain lightning. Um, but what we are about to release is you know enter uh, maybe your stacker news lightning address, oh, and boss. every five minutes, any rewards that you accumulate will just be pulled out to that account, which ties really nicely into a a, a new feature card linked offers we're about to roll on, which you uh, you link your credit cards or debit cards and you know spend your money at Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts or 7-Eleven. Um, and if you swipe your card there, we give you you know five or 10% back in Bitcoin. And that happens right away. And then if you have auto withdrawals on, it'll withdraw right away. So you can like link your cards once, never open the app again. And you'll, we'll just start streaming. It's one of my, it's, I'm not lying when I say this, it's one of my most used apps, like on the regular, it. like it's like Stacker News, I'll go to the homepage. Um, Bitcoin company, like there's, there's very few like apps that I use all the time, but well, yours is one of them. And it's, it's, it's primarily because of like the Uber stuff, the, the, good. That's the my, all the, that's basically it's like, a, it's like the pleb version of like, what it's like the, it's like, it's what a pleb would normally need. So you just need like, they need that app. And they're like, Domus is another one. Like, it's just yeah. like, there's an, a pleb folder, like on your iPhone <laughs> or whatever, like Bitcoin company app is one I know of the them, folder right? you're talking about. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, those are the folders that are, you just, like, I just go to all the time. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah. We give, I mean, it's, it's an easy sell. If you, you know, if you're using Uber, if you're using Airbnb, if you use Instacart, like yeah. get sats back and man, times are tough. Like five times are really back. tough. Yeah. I love 800 bucks in a year, like for my casual Uber purchases is pretty solid. And then yeah. uh, for me, I, I travel internationally a lot and uh, I was buying the international visa cards and kind of like swiping them in Croatia. So how are those, how are those going? Like, do you, do you find, I haven't tried one of those yet personally. Uh, do you find more people are using those? Like the visa cards are by far our biggest seller. Um, wow. Probably about 75% of our volume is uh, 
open loop cards or visa cards. And a very large per percentage of those are international. Um, we have us only as well, which if you're in the U S you, you get a U.S. only card. Um, but if for people in the rest of the world, whether if you're, you know, if you're swiping it in Brazil or you want to, you want to download the app in Brazil, you can load up a visa card with Bitcoin and add it to your Apple pay or Google pay and start using it down wow. there. Or again, Europe, Croatia, we've got, um, I don't want to dox him, but a really well-known founder out in Japan uh, who, uh, for some reason, I don't think the Apple Pay works there, but they, they it works on Google Pay and they bought like an Android to, to have it. Like he's been living there for five or so years and can't get a Visa card and can't like interact with a lot of the merchants out there, but our app works. So it's it's been really cool to see. That's um, awesome. So, so you're saying of, basically I can, if I'm going overseas, Ben, I can basically just go on the Bitcoin company app, buy this international Visa card and then just start using it. Yeah. Wow. Um, just through Apple Pay? Just like that? Yeah. Wow. Uh, and then you can also use it here in the United States. Um, and, and and that's a good catch-all for, for you know, if we don't have Uber, if you're using Lyft, I don't think we have Lyft gift cards. Um, instead of, you know, instead of not using our app, you can just, you can still buy a Visa card and pay for it that way. So that's that's been nice. And um, we'll see how, how, how much better. We're looking for some new providers that give us a little more international coverage because, it has changed some people's lives. I think down in like Brazil and Colombia and Mexico, we've heard really good things. Um, again, some people in Japan and Australia. I know I was using it every day in Croatia. So a lot of these places, people don't have access to. Um, maybe it's just banking services in general, or maybe their currency sucks and they don't want to hold their local currency. Well, you can hold Bitcoin and in real time, you know, spin up a Visa card for your purchase, use it right away, and then. Um, wow. you know, once, once the world, once all the merchants in the world start accepting Bitcoin, we'll have to roll off that feature. Cause you know, what's the point of a visa card whenever you can pay in Bitcoin everywhere, but yeah. frankly speaking, not that many people accept Bitcoin these days. So you need some sort of workaround, whether it's a, a bank account that speaks Bitcoin, or maybe it's one of these prepaid debit cards. And so that's like, uh, it's again, good way to live off your Bitcoin. And there's other things too. We got the phone top ups, we've got uh card linked offers coming and pretty soon you'll be able to you'll be able to, I think, round up your, your credit card purchases and, and start stacking Bitcoin with us. So that'd be All exciting. Right. So I got, I got the question that everybody wants to know in the room, which is basically just me. <laughs> when exchange, can you say, um, is it coming? No, Carmen would kill me. The, the exchange is coming. Um, and, and we're, we're thinking of doing it the right way, which is like kind of a non-custodial Bitcoin exchange where we don't, we don't take uh, we don't hold your funds for you. You kind of give us an address and we send Whoa. it there. Um, and that all enables us to do some really interesting privacy focused things, which um, kind of like anonymize your withdrawals. But one of the big issues is, yeah, we, we could roll out a centralized exchange. You know, everyone seems to be building on top of Prime Trust, but um, Prime Trust has some service providers that we didn't necessarily agree with. Um, you know, I don't want to get too, yeah, too far to get into too it, weeds, but like yeah. they're, they, they don't really have a, a, a full suite of banking features. You know, I, I, what we want is you to be able to send us Bitcoin and, and load up like your debit card or load up, uh, top up your bank account for a, you know, so you can pay your rent. Um, and you can't do that with Prime Trust or some of these other centralized providers. And then additionally, um, we, we are really going to push on the privacy side of things. So, um, there, you know, typically you have, you have to roll, you have to work with their compliance team to make sure your program fits. And, uh, these big, you know, big fintechs that, you know, have millions of customers, they, they kind of cop out and do the worst of the worst. So, um, we're going to have to roll our own program. So it's going to take a little bit longer than we wanted, but, um, we, it, it, you know, we can, we can actually service quite a, quite a few jurisdictions right out of the gate as a non-custodial exchange. Wow. Um, so I am excited about, about doing things the right way there. And, um, that's bullish, man. That's bullish to hear. Cause you, you know, like there, it's really hard not to just take the easy road and just use prime trust and like, just be a white label kind of thing. Right. Right. Yeah. Like it's, it's really, that's a really easy yeah, I mean, thing to could, do. Like, yeah. right. We, we but, could definitely have gone that route. Yeah. But like, it's something to be said when you're like, no, we're going to carve out this hard road. So people coming behind us won't have to do nearly as much. Right. And there's some people who have done it like, um, you know, shout out to river for doing things the right way. They rolled their own, um, you know, the, the the real issue is is money transmitter licenses in the United States are very expensive, very time consuming to get, and so oftentimes you you use a service provider that has all the licenses you need, 
but you kind of uh, give up a lot of the control of your own program. And that's what, that's what most companies do so they can roll out a program in a month. But if you want to do it the right way and build for Bitcoiners and build with privacy and um, you know all the right values that Bitcoin has, um, you have to kind of do it yourself. And it's much more expensive, much more time consuming. And that's, you know, that's, that's the attack that the government and regulatory agencies have, have been putting on, on the Bitcoin space. And um, unfortunately, most people don't, don't go do things the right way. They kind of like, they, it's a, you know, they grab, they grab for the money and they try and, uh, they try and service as many people and markets as possible. And and a a lot of it's a testament to the fact that a lot of users don't care about their privacy. A lot of users don't care about, um, you know, people looking at their transaction data and, you know, what kind of information you're collecting. Um, but at the Bitcoin company, we do care and, um, we don't want to build a tool that, um, that really cops out in any way, shape or form. And yes, that means it's a little slower. And yes, that means we might not be able to service every country in the world right away, but that is our end goal. And we're hoping that building slow and steady and not, not caving in on our values. We're hoping, you know, in a few years, people will actually start to realize privacy matters, like the right morals, the right values really matter. And start to take a look at the service providers they use and, and see the ones with a good track record and, um, maybe, maybe shift that direction. So it's a, it's a low time preference move. I'd say. Yeah. That's the thing I've noticed. Um, I guess I don't want to call it this cycle, but like these group of founders, like that are, that are starting these Bitcoin companies in this kind of like 2020 generation where like a lot of, a lot of, I'll throw myself in there. A lot of us are doing stuff the hard way, but it's, it's like very foundational, um, ethos of like creating it on a, on a really strong, like ground, if you're going to keep kind of do it, building it up. Right. Yeah. It's like, you could easily have taken the, the, the short path and like gotten there faster and, you know, done all that. But you're like, no, this just like, if we're going to, this Bitcoin company is going to be around for a really long time. We need to like, make sure like everything is fully layer by layer. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, it was a tough, it's a, it's a, there's a real choice there. Like, but, uh, you know, you accumulate, you accumulate tech debt. And as, if you start, you know, going off in the wrong direction, then you have to redo everything one day. But, uh, you know, it's easy to have low time preference in a bull market where money's flowing and investors are ready to invest. It's, it really tests your, your will when, uh, you know, your bank account is dwindling and you know, you could, you know, there, there's money to be made out there, but you don't want to, you don't want to cave on your value. So it's, uh, you know, we'll see. I think, I think a lot of Bitcoin, only companies that, I mean, that's a testament to doing things the right way. Like any of these Bitcoin only companies could be crypto companies and make 10 X the money absolutely, or, you know, just get paid off by, well, I'm, again, I hate naming yeah, absolutely. Uh, shit coins, yeah. but I won't name any names, but you know, these, these tokens that have just like printed money out of thin air, they give companies millions and millions of dollars to build on their protocols. And we've lost some, we've lost some good companies to some of the, like Satoshi, Satoshi labs, was it? Or Satoshi games? Like um, there's there's so many companies that like could have been built on Bitcoin and just, you know, took the money from shitcoin X. And um, yeah, so it's, we'll see. There's, there's been more and more Bitcoin only companies popping up. And then within that, there's like a subsect of like people really with low time preference, um, mindsets and uh again like it's it's a it's a rough market out here so it's it's it it you start to see where people's heads are yeah that's kind of always been my thing like you know knowing you guys for you know over a year and a half at this point like a a lot a lot of the things i see at least for me coming in into bitcoin only now i i really see that developers get very little support from from the community um and i'm not calling anybody out for that. I'm just saying like, and that's always been my mission from the early days is just like, let me help my friends. Let me help them be successful. And like, I think that's one of the biggest kind of driving forces that we do here at the lab is like, we, we want, we want to make sure like they have everything they possibly could need. And if there's anything else we need to do to help them, then we'll do that. But yeah. there's something to be said. It's so easy helping developers. Like it really is really easy to help them. I mean, maybe we can't help them on the monetary side yet, but maybe in the future, open sats, that's, but open that's sats, open yeah. sats is one of them, but it, the I fact can't help them on the technical side, that's my problem. <laughs> <laughs> right. But like, there's something to be said about like a community gathering around of developers, plebs and whoever, and supporting the, those startups, those, those um those bitcoin companies from the early stage because it's just so vital to make sure that we have like what you're saying like building on a solid foundation 
Like, yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Um, it's really tough out there. I'm not, I'm not super technical. I started my career there, but wasn't very good at it. So moved moved to like, yeah. <laughs> I've seen your design work. It's pretty good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that is, that's what OpenSats is all about. There's a real free rider problem, especially in open source developer communities. Unfortunately, we've seen a lot of layoffs lately. So there's some really talented devs out there, but man, some people are doing awesome work, like giving back to devs lately. Um, there's more incubators popping up and, and luckily they're ones with morals and values and kind of focused on Bitcoin only devs. And you're starting to see like, it takes time to build credibility in the space. Um, and uh, you're starting to see some Bitcoin devs really stand out and get the, get the funding and support they need and some companies coming in and, and giving back. But yeah, you're not wrong, man. That, that, that free rider problem is yet to be solved. We'll see. We'll see if someone figures it out. I, I took my stab at it. I don't know if it, if it really is going to work, but. Hey, that's all we can do. It's just like, keep, keep <laughs> no, trying to push it. Right? I will say you are a helper car. Like there's, I, I don't know if you've ever played like the three word game. I'm not going to do that live on air. What's but, a three word game? <laughs> you know, describe someone in three words. Um, oh, but like, I've never played that. Dude, you're, you're like one of the nicest, most helpful guys around. And whether, you know, with or without Plub Lab, you'd be out here helping everyone. But this yeah. is just another avenue for you to do it. So respect, appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much, Ben. It's, it's good to have the Bens in here every once in a while, you know. I know you guys have to, to common sense come here but for me it's just like it's always a happy day when i see the bends walk in i'm like whoa we got the bends why well, I, I just i don't know i struggle with the uh the co-working spaces because there's so many friends around and i you know sometimes i just want to go to a coffee shop with a bunch yeah. of randos and work there yeah um, we get pretty we get pretty wild over here uh, <laughs> but uh what was i gonna say um man dude bullish on the bitcoin company what are you guys doing here what's what's some pleb lab secrets i want to hear what do you mean news. some secrets we don't have yeah, any secrets it we got clos coming auto withdrawals coming oh like what are we doing we got here? a non-custodial um, exchange coming like what what do you we got so on? like right now dude like anybody's listening out there um we've been we've been getting a lot of really good inbound as far as like our people that want to come into the accelerator our biggest problem right now is just like how do we pay that their way to get here and help them uh, we're, we're trying to figure that out on, on the, on that side. But, um, I think, I think what we're realizing now is there's a lot of Bitcoin companies that need help. Um, we just don't have the, the means to getting them here, but I think, I think what we mean might getting them here. You mean like people physically to Austin? Yeah. I, but I think there's, there's a solution that we can, there's like a half measure that we could do in the meantime that could probably work. So we're, we're, we're exploring that. And then like long-term, there's so another Kyle pick him up in his uh his little RV. <laughs> so long term, there's there's a there's a there's a more permanent solution that'll fix all of that. And we think, and that's the thing we do here at the lab. Like we were, we're able to figure out these problems with very little money. Uh and our our burn is very small. So like my my hunch, your permanent solution is uh remote pleb labs. You're gonna you're gonna buy WeWork and you're gonna like, turn them all. <laughs> no, that, see that costs too much money. <laughs> no, so we're doing we're doing it like you know how we are. Like we're, we're we're scrappy enough to like we we think outside the box here, and we're definitely scrappy enough. We're it's kind of like you. Like we're very foundational and we're very very principled in that direction. So we know the right way about going about it. It's just like how do you solve that problem with no money? And that to me is like way way more challenging, but I accept that challenge and I like it. Like to me, that's the coolest thing is like, you have money in the world and you can blow it here, blow it there. And it's just like, dude, what do you, it's like anybody could do that, but like, can you do it without money? Like you have to be some type of like, re like really, really driven individual to figure that out. And I think we, I think we've kind of cracked it. Not there yet, but I think we've cracked it. But on the accelerator side, we have, we have like another company coming in in a couple of weeks. So. Yeah, I can only imagine what this studio would look like if you had more than four uh, foam. <laughs> what are those called? Hey, man, we're, we're doing it pleb, man. Yeah. I'll tell you what, this building behind us, we're going to get that building one day. It's going to be full of Bitcoin the companies. Austin lottery building? I'm telling you, dude. Let's we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Like, uh, that's parking. the goal. You like, can subsidize me, it with parking. Every day. Did you see New Year's Eve? front entrance. You see New Year's Eve? We had so much parking. It was awful. No, dude, like every time I come in, before... We used to be out of the Capital Factory. I would always, I would always have this like daily reminder. I don't know if you do this, but I always had this daily reminder of like, oh man, if we can just get up there, if we can just have our own office, our own floor, right? And we were able to do it. We were able to do it over here down the street. Now, when I come in- I like this place way better. Yeah, me too. Now, when I come in, I look at that building behind me. I'm like, that's what I want. I want to move in there. I want that. I got one of those buildings. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know exactly. What so you like, it's like that, the, that daily reminder of like, Hey, like how many more people can you help if you get something like that? We we're a pretty remote global team uh, and we're very small. So it doesn't, we can't really justify office space at this point for, for TBC. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I want the, the office above Shiner's saloon. There's a third yeah, floor. You're so quiet about that in the oh, early man. days. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want anybody finding out snatching it up, but apparently it's in some like real estate limbo. Like, man, I'm going to go start. If it, if it ever goes Everything's up for sale, I'm buying, limbo around I'm buying here. a lotto ticket. You, just gotta, you, got, you know what it is? Everything's in real estate limbo around here. You just got to find the right guy to go get the deal done. That's Kyle Murphy. No, apparently, <laughs> you know, I don't think Kyle had can solve this. It's like uh, the previous owner like sold it to a new guy, but the deed never went through. So it's in like a big court battle. Um, oh yeah, I've been I've been following it pretty closely. Really? Like How much are they going to rent it out for? They they can't even rent it because they don't know who quote unquote owns, owns it, it right now. What's funny is there's like ad space on the ground floor, and one of the guys keeps selling it, uh, and then the other guy keeps reselling it. So they just keep posting ads wow. over each other. Uh, it's it's that would be it a good be a spot. Show. That would be like the post. Bit de- yeah. post post bit devs hang out well you can like you can throw a rock to the unchained <laughs> office like you're you know you're right above shiners that's always cool it's kind of like an og bitcoin spot so yeah um yeah that's the dream one day you can you can have the lotto building i'll take the shiners that's uh, fine yeah. hey man we can we can talk to each other yeah put a, some cups and string <laughs> man dude thanks for coming on the show man i appreciate it yeah no problem i uh you're 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 so close we've got you know i've i've never been asked and i i jumped on the opportunity as soon as i know i was like dang i get i get a ben and tony in the same week when when other ben oh you think he'll do it carmen 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 says yes to everything that's that's the beauty of ben carmen let's just let's just talk about ben carmen here for a second love you ben how how important is ben carmen to bitcoin I think he's pretty, I think he's really, really, and I'm not joking around right now. I'm not kissing his, I'm not kissing joking. his butt, but I, I do think he's pretty important to, to Bitcoin. He kid's a genius. I got, he's going to listen to this. So I don't want to like, you know, stroke his ego too hard. You need to, you need to keep working, Ben Carmen, <laughs> get back to work. Um, but he, kid's got uh, a really good heart. He, he's, he keeps me honest every time I'm, you know, thinking about, hitting more markets and using something like prime trust. He's like, hell no. Like we're doing this the right way. So he, he's like good heart, good soul. He's brilliant. Like he, he rolled his own coin join implementation. Like he can, he's, he's one of the, like, he, he understands almost, you know, at a core foundational level, like the cryptography He's one of the best lightning devs. I know he can, he builds his own side projects. He gives back to open source. He's always answering DMS and helping other people. He's got, you know, 10 little mini side projects going on. And um, the only thing he can't do well is uh front end. He's a terrible front end. Really? Yeah. Wow. I'm surprised. <laughs> no, but actually he made like, he made a front end commit the other day. We're joking. Uh-huh. Ben, the, ben, the full stack man. But um, I, there's a, there's a, a rumor going around that Ben Carman is actually Satoshi Nakamoto. Uh, <laughs> it's my favorite Satoshi um, theory. And the, the theory is Ben's a young guy, but um, supposedly, allegedly, uh, he might be like a 48 year old man. And somebody the, said that the inventor I heard that Bitcoin. No, I think it's, there's some real legs to this theory. So I'm, you know, Joe and Clancy, if you're out there, I know you guys are big into conspiracies. I'd, I'd like you to dig into this one. Um, Get the unsolved team on it. Yeah. <laughs> it, there's, I think there's some potential there, but no, really Ben, um, Ben's Ben was my co-founder. He, he can build it all. He's got a, he, Good guy. I, I don't know. Yeah, I feel, it feels weird just being complimentary of someone not here who you think is going to listen to this. So um, I love him. I love my team. We, we've got, we've been fortunate enough to hire just like a few rock stars and a few killers who, yeah. who can do it all. And so that's why we've been able to stay lean and um, do things right. But it, all of it was kind of built on the backs of Ben and um, yeah. shout out. There's some other good ones we could, we could, one, we, we could go down the list. One of my favorite Ben about. stories is um, it's a, it's a beautiful one actually. Um, me and Ben got stuck like on a layover and there we were trying to look for like food in the airport and then so like I went through this one line and then Ben went through the other it was just me and him he went through the other line and like we were like okay Ben I'll go to this line I'll try to get get us some food because everything was closing down and Ben's like okay I'll try to get in this line try to get some food so we both went in the line I couldn't get any food it had sold out by the time I got there Ben was able to buy two egg rolls let's go and then so like we went back and I was like sorry Ben we couldn't I couldn't get anything. There's nothing there. He's like, you can have one of these car. And he gave me like his other egg roll. 
Since then, he's had classic, my heart. Classic Ben. Since yeah. since then, he's had my ben heart. Ben Carman always shares his egg rolls. Yeah. What a great guy. Love you, Ben. Love Get you back ben. to work.